to be able to go out in case people recognized you. What if you had done something so appalling that you couldn't face people? Isabel glanced at him. You haven't, have you? He smiled. Not yet. She looked up at the crouching lion of Arthur's seat in the distance, beyond a line of trees. Some who have done dreadful things don't feel it at all, she said. They have no sense of shame. And maybe that's why they did it in the first place. They don't care what others think of them. Jamie thought about this. But there are plenty of people who have done something out of character, people who have a conscience, and yet suddenly give in to some dark urge. They must feel ashamed of themselves, don't you think? Yes, they must. And I feel so sorry for them. It had always struck her as wrong that we should judge ourselves, or more usually others, by single acts as if a single snapshot said anything about what a person had been like over the whole course of his life. It could say something, of course, but only if it was typical of how that person behaved. Otherwise, no. All it said was that at that moment, temptation won a local victory. They walked on in silence. Then Isabel said, And what about being made to feel ashamed of what you are? About being who you are? People feel ashamed of being poor, she said. They shouldn't, but many do. Then some feel ashamed of being a different colour from those around them. Again, they shouldn't. And others feel ashamed of not being beautiful, of having the wrong sort of chin, of having the wrong number of chins. All of these things. It's ridiculous. Of course it is. Jamie, she realised, could say that. The blessed do not care from what angle they are regarded as Orden. She stopped herself and thought instead of moral progress, of how much worse it had been only a few decades ago. Things had changed for the better. Now people asserted their identity with pride. They would not be cowed into shame. Yet so many lives had been ruined because of unnecessary shame. She remembered a friend's mother who had discovered, at the age of twelve, that she was illegitimate. Today that meant very little, when vast cohorts of children sprang forth from maternity hospitals without fathers. But for that woman, Isabel had been told, the rest of her life, from twelve onwards, was to be spent in shame. And with that shame there came the fear that others would find out about her illegitimacy. Stolen lives, Isabel thought, lives from which the joy had been extracted and yet we could not banish shame altogether. Without shame, guilt became a toothless thing, a prosecutor with no penalties up his sleeve. They were on their way to a dinner party, and had decided to walk rather than call a taxi, since the evening was so inviting. Their host lived in Ramsey Garden, a cluster of flats clinging to the edge of the castle rock, like an impossible set constructed by some operatic visionary and then left for real people to move into. From the shared courtyard below, several cream-hulled buildings, with tagged-on staircases and balconies, grew higgledy-piggledy skywards, their scale and style an odd mixture of arts and crafts and Scottish baronial. It was an expensive place to live, much sought after for the views which the flats commanded over Princess Street and the Georgian Newtown. She had told Jamie who their hosts were, but he had forgotten, and he asked her again as they climbed the winding stairway to the topmost flat. She found herself thinking, like all men, 
he does not listen. Who are they? asked Isabel. People I don't know very well. And I think I owe them anyway. I was here for dinner three years ago, and I never invited them back. I meant to, but didn't. You know how it is. She smiled at herself for using the excuse, you know how it is. It was such a convenient, all-purpose excuse that one could tag on to just about anything. And what did it say? That one was human, and that one should be forgiven on those grounds? Or that the sheer weight of circumstances sometimes made it difficult to live up to what one expected of oneself? It was such a flexible excuse, and one might use it for the trivial or the not-so-trivial. Napoleon, for instance, might say, Yes, I did invade Russia. I'm so sorry, but you know how it is. Jamie ended her reverie. They've forgiven you, he said, or they weren't counting.